Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio One ninety one FM podcast. But right now, uh, from Auckland, I'm joined by Yin Yang, aka Square, from with Asians at Atamaria Square. How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. More than that, more than that. It's um, um yeah, it's pretty cool down there. Just a little bit, my friend. Just a little bit. Hey, look, it's so great to have you on the show after all our years of being friends on Facebook. Um, we. <laughs> I've never had you on. Uh, you've led me to some really cool content for the show, so I thank you for that. Uh, and now I finally got you on here talking about some pretty cool content that's happening up in Auckland over the course of the first weekend of next month um, called Asian Soundscape. Um, you've been around for a while, Square. What do you What do? You do? What do you get up to? Yeah, I've been around for a little while. So, um, Kilda, my name is Square. I am... An artist manager and a creative producer based in Tamaki Makoto. Um, uh, together with my, my wife and business partner, we run a, a, a little um, firm called Square Sums & Co. Um, I, I'm Malaysian Chinese. Um, I grew up in Kuala Lumpur and uh, moved here to Auckland in 2005. And one of the funny things that happened when I moved to Aotearoa was that I became Asian. And it was a very surprising thing. Um, growing up in KL, I, I was just me. Uh, you know, we were just a bunch of kids doing our thing, um, learning about theatre and wanting to just kind of do and work in the performing arts. And then I moved here and realised actually, no, um, I am Asian. Um, and one of the one of the funny things, um, I guess, that we realised was that there are other Asian, there were other Asian practitioners, but they were really far and you know, a few in between. And so one of the first things that I tried to do back in 2007 was to find a platform or build a platform to bring people together. Yeah. Um, so together with my co-founder, Alex Lee, we set up uh, an organization called the Oriza Foundation for Asian Performing Arts. And I'm really proud to say that over the last 15 years or so, you know, we've, we've made, hopefully made some tangible contribution to the sector at large. Um, uh, in fact, it's culminating this month um, with a production with Auckland Theatre Company called Scenes from a Yellow Peril um, by Nathan Joe, um, who's from Christchurch originally. Um, where the agents at is a question, a call to action, I guess, uh, a widow, if you like, mm-hmm. um, that I first chucked at, um, at a performing arts forum in Auckland maybe back in 2009, 10, you know, sitting in a room um, with fellow art practitioners and I literally can see, you know, three or four other Asian people in the room and I'm going, there's definitely a lot more Asians here. Why are there only five of us in this room? Um, where are the Asians at? Yeah. Um, when we went into our last lockdowns, I was reflecting on the work that we did with Oriza over the last 15 years and I made a sudden but very harsh realization that even though we did lots of good stuff with theater, dance, et cetera, et cetera, we did nothing for music. And I don't know why. Um, I think it was just a blind spot somehow. Yeah. Um, and so I started this Facebook group called Where the Asians At. And the intention for it was to build community, um, to kind of go back to square one, no pun intended, um, <laughs> and uh, to figure out how do I bring Asian musicians, Pan-Asian Kiwi musicians together 
can I bring Pan-Asian Kiwi musicians together? Uh, do they exist? You know, that's usually the first question people ask, right? Oh, are yeah. there? Are they, are they, are they Asian musicians? Um, you know, that, that proverbial thing where if you ask a Kiwi who they think of as an Asian musician from Aotearoa, nine times out of ten, it'll be big. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a younger practitioner or you're a younger person, you might know Hans, the rapper, uh, or you might know Alyssa from Naked and Famous. Um, mm. you know, there are a few around. There are a few, there are a few, um, but again, it's fine and few in between, right? Well, that are out There's there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so in mainstream. Yeah, there's currently over 400 in our little Facebook group, no and doubt. that's just us kind of spreading the word underground. I guess um, we haven't, you know, majorly solicited or anything like that. We haven't even begun to talk about classical musicians because, I mean, come on, when you think classical musicians, I mean, most of us <laughs> look like me, um, uh, you know. Um, so. So that's that's about where the Asians are. This event, Asian Soundscapes, um, is an ambitious one. We received a grant from the local activation fund, which is being administered by uh, Tataki Auckland uh, Unlimited mm-hmm. on behalf of um, central government. And that grant is enabling us to put on this busking event at Potters Park in Balmoral, um, uh, which is near where all the good dumplings are. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I'm hoping that we will have the opportunity to showcase somewhere between 100 and 150 Asian artists yeah. over that weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's that. So you're drawing on the community that you've created and then also, um, I guess, with their help branching out into other areas that maybe you don't know, uh, other artists that, that maybe you don't know, and drawing f- from there to bring this event together? Yeah, absolutely. I've learned over the years, um, uh, mainly through my mentors, um, um, that it's so much more effective when you can inspire, um, uh, I guess, movement. Not a movement, mm. but movement. Yeah. And the reality is, you know, I'm but one person, one Asian, one arts manager trying to do as much as I can. Um, it would things would be so much more effective if I had a community who ha- shared the same ideas as I do, shared the same aspirations as I do, want the same outcomes, want the same results, which is greater visibility for Pan-Asian artists in yeah. New Zealand. I mean, when was the last time an Asian artist in New Zealand got nominated for anything? Uh, I can't remember when there was, you know, and, and especially in music. Um, you know, when was the last time that you can comfortably like honestly go oh great there's an Asian artist um, headlining uh, a local festival yeah yeah, like, yeah. There, there, there has never been but in and among us in our communities we have some amazing artists living just here um, I'll give you an example there's a uh, an MC and rapper by the name of Young Ghost um, he's Chinese we've got Young Ghost Guangzhou. you probably know him we've got um, Young Ghost there you go um, but like you know him but, you know, 85%, 90% of New Zealand oh. never have heard of him. Um, and the thing is, I don't know which young ghost you're thinking about because there's three of them. <laughs> there's three young ghosts? Someone there's needs three to, young ghosts in the world. Someone needs yeah. to change their name. Yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking of one from Aotearoa, New Zealand. So yeah, so the young ghost that I'm talking about that you're thinking about is, is Chinese. He speaks and raps in five languages, has been on a South Korean TV show. 
um, uh, competing in a, in a, a singing, uh, a rap performing thing. But he works as a medical transcriber. That's his full time job. Yeah. Um, and you know, in 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 China, in Guangzhou, his music's regularly played on mainstream mainstream radio. And I remember a crack up conversation with him, and I asked him, "What have you been up to?" And he's like, "Oh, I've just been writing an article for a major Chinese magazine about street culture in Aotearoa, in Auckland." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, what? Are we, is he <laughs> like, doing the stuff over there, big things, and but over here still." You're working. You're yeah. transcribing medical texts. Now, here, here's the here's the exciting thing, Jeremy. Like, for every one young ghost, I can think of at least another five, and that's very exciting. Yeah. And the thing is, there's something in the zeitgeist at the moment. I think naturally we are all heading to some sort of a a breaking point, some sort of a tipping point where um, we will start seeing more visibility. We will start seeing um, greater activity and engagement and presence um, by Asian artists. I think we've seen that movement come through uh, very strongly in the theatre and dance scene. Um, And I think the time for music is probably coming. Um, uh, And it's really exciting to be kind of part of it from, from the ground up. I think it's happening slowly but surely, especially in the SRN, like us and BFM, um, mm. you know, more, we're hearing more from them. One of the issues I guess we have down here in Aotearoa, uh, sorry, in, uh, in Otiputi is that we won't, we won't know the artists up in the bigger cities unless they come to us, right? Um, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, artists like a Moogie. Uh, another great Asian New Zealand artist uh, 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 I guess are starting to get a voice and I guess it's organisations like yours um, that's uh, getting a collective together um, to to amplify that voice and make it bigger Mm. that is sending it down the channels down to us in in Otipoza which is is great to see and like you know the SRN as as you said you know like I think among other things you guys have your fingers on the fingers on the pulse you know you know what's what uh, and I think it's really important that we work with SRN um, and, and stations like yours to 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 try and grow interest and visibility for these artists because the reality is like they're all making great music. Everyone yeah. is, right? Um, I guess the difference with some of our, some of our Asian artists is that the flavour is a little different. It's a bit fresh. It's a bit unusual. It's a bit cool, I guess, um, to to an extent. Um, but the thing is. I get, and the and the point of this is that we don't want it just to be different or cool. Like I want to see it be part of Aotearoa. Mm. I want to see I want to see it contribute to the sound of Aotearoa. Um, I was talking to Mark Roach um, from Auckland City Music uh, a couple of days ago, and you know he was lamenting on the fact that um, unlike other great music cities around the world, um, Auckland doesn't really have a sound. Um, it's quite strange. Um, you know, like Portland's got a sound, Seattle's got a sound, New York's got a sound. Um, but we are, uh, Auckland is a UNESCO city of music. And it would be really cool to have a sound. But yeah, and the thing is, like, sound. that sound, I mean, it should be reflective of the peoples of Tamaki Makoro. Um, you know, it should be Maori, it should be Pacific. But equally, there's a lot of Asians up there. Um, and I think, you know, we need to find ways to weave all of that in. And like, Storytelling wise, we've got a great start, you know, with with Maori and Pacific culture um, in particular. There's st- such a strong kind of understanding and leaning to 
I guess, oral storytelling uh, and communication through music, wayata, etc. Um, what we need to do is to kind of plug into that, amplify it, and then to be able to celebrate the diversity within that, as opposed to just pointing out, oh, you're Asian, oh, you're, you know, something else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's definitely not, not the one, so... Do you think it might, you know, the fact that the uh, a lot of the Asian population in Aotearoa, um, well, I mean, I guess you could say the same about Pacifica population, but it's kind of, you know, it's grown so f- quickly over the course of the past 25 years, right? And a lot of um, pan-Asian uh, New Zealanders, they're first generation. Mm. Um, and, you know, do you think that might have something to do with the lack of visibility? I think it's natural, eh? When a people, when any people migrate to a different country, um, you know, like let's be clear, we are not off this land. Um, we know this, of course. Uh, having said that, you know, the Chinese and Indian population here, um, some of them ha- uh, families have been here for three or four generations, and they go way, way back. Way back. Uh, and, and, and especially in Dunedin, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, and so right, rightly so. You know, they have something. Um, not a claim, but something to to be part of Aotearoa. Um, when when people migrate to a different country, generally speaking, you know your priorities are different. Your priorities are to make sure there's food on the table, there's a roof over your heads. You know, there's all sorts of kind of the basic essentials that you try and cater to. Mm. But then when you start building a family here and we start growing generations here, all of a sudden you have a little bit more room to breathe, a little bit more room to operate in. Um, and that's when, you know, hopefully you start branching out to other things. The reality is I think the lack of visibility that we've had so far, it's not anyone's fault. I think it's just timing. Yeah. Um, you know, um, for the new migrants here, I'm, I'm a new migrant. Um, for the new migrants here, we're, we're just getting into our own now. Um, but the thing is, like, there's a critical mass that you also need to hit before those communities can grow into a more visible piece of society. Um, add to the fact that also, you know, um, some, most of our Pan-Asian cultures and communities are reasonably conservative and traditional, uh, and therefore, you know, they're, they're, we keep to our own, is what I'm saying. Oh. Uh, and 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 the, the kind of attitude uh, and, and behaviors are very different as between generations. You know, um, I've got two young kids who are born here, um, and when they grow up, you know, they, they, they're going to be very different in terms of how they interpret their Asian-ness um, uh, as opposed to their, their Kiwi-ness. And, and I think that's what we're seeing, right? You know, with the younger artists coming through, people like Imugi, people like Hans, um, uh, and, and so many others um, whose names I should know, but I can't think of in the moment. <laughs> but that's half the problem. That's half the problem. If I struggle... To name names, yeah. like my fellow Pakeha friend from St. John's in Auckland will never be able to name somebody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. Um, but hopefully, after this weekend, Asian Soundscapes, uh, there'll be a few more la- names on on people's ears, especially in the music side of things. Um, as you said, you know, dance and theatre um, has come and leaps and bounds already over the course of the long while. And you've got like yeah. you've got some breaking, and that's um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, breakdance and Aotearoa, um, the Asian community yeah. has been a huge part of it for a very long time. 
yeah, yeah. So, so you know, uh, I'll just maybe talk a little bit about some of the artists that we're we're we're, we're showcasing over this weekend. Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll kick off with this, this very unusual thing. Um, they call the uh, New Zealand China Blossom Art Troupe, uh, and it is literally a um, uh, 66 strong traditional Chinese orchestra who have been around for 10 years. 10 years, man. 10 years. Um, no, I've never heard of them. If you're, Exactly. If you're out of the Chinese community, probably you've never heard of them. Yeah. Um, they've been part of official functions. They've, they've, you know, supported big major civil civic events um, and so on and so forth. Um, they've travelled the country. They've performed everywhere. Um, but you know, they're still not seen as part of kind of mainstream society. Now, the crazy thing about these 66 musicians are that most of them are seniors, as in 55 and above, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and most of them were professional musicians in China who are now living here. And so here we are having a community group, essentially, doing what they love, but made up of very talented yeah. professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, not just very talented professionals, but professionals with like 30, 40 years of experience, right? Amazing. They've been around for 10 years as a group. So I've booked 30 of them to come and play. Uh, on a Saturday, Amazing. Uh, which which I'm just remembered now is is not this weekend. It's next weekend. That's right. Because if right. it's this weekend, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and so 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 you know we're we're really stoked to be able to to, to showcase um, the the China Blossom Art Troupe, um, uh, uh, some of the other artists. Um, so I managed um, two Pan Asian artists. Uh, one is Rishma Martin, who is South Asian, uh, originally from Malaysia. Um, she's, uh, I guess you would call her an indie pop, uh, old pop star, I suppose that would be one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was part of the Pop Stars cohort last year, and we're really excited to help her build a career here. Um, so she's, Rishma's going to be performing with Peter Du, who's a very, very talented musician and accompanist. Um, and uh, Usha Island, who I manage as well, our sister duo, um, made, made up of Danielle and T. Hawaken, who are Chinese Pakeha. And, you know, uh, living among us, not just, our, I guess, Pakeha, Asian, Maori, Pacifica, but there's also a lot of us who are what I lovingly call hybrids. Um, <laughs> um, my kids are hybrids themselves. Um, and, and the thing is, like, honestly, bro, it's the way of the future, hey? Um, I, oh, reckon, 100%. I reckon it's absolutely the way of the future, you know, based of, based of all worlds. Um, yeah. And with Danny and T, like, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful privilege to be able to um, explore their heritage um, with them as they, you know, they're very young, they're 20 and 22, 23, um, and, you know, just starting on their journey of discovery in terms of their culture and their music and the sound and so on and so forth. So, um, one of the things to mention as well is it's a busking festival and, you know, the nature of busking is that the engagement often is very ephemeral, right? Seconds, minutes, tops, you know, and then you kind of move on and you never see the busker ever again in your life yeah. unless you're, I don't know. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to be creating a website which will profile all the musicians and all the artists that we're working with. Um, we're going to check it up online. Um, the, the website's being built at the moment. It will be um, at www.wherethesians.at.at at uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very very easy uh, we're hoping to launch the website next week um, uh, and um, when it does launch 
hopefully it will be the first kind of artifact of its type where we will be showcasing at least a hundred amazing Asian artists uh, and people can just jump on and have a look you know as as they kind of go to the event and um, listen to busker you know the Hopefully there'll be a, a QR code that you can just scan and jump on a website and then fall into a rabbit hole and go, wow, so many amazing people here. Um, yeah, yeah. Y- you've already got a you've got a Spotify playlist up. I've already yes, yeah because I guess the version of that website the, that I'm looking at right now is the beta, is it? Uh, yes, yes, very much so. Um, so it's a holding a little holding thing at the moment. Um, the team's working very hard to to make it happen, um, and I'm um, I'm very excited. I've seen some some early drafts uh, of the website, and it's looking pretty sick. So um, yeah, nice, nice. So um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing week. Uh, an, an incredible oh, sorry weekend. Um, everybody should get down. So we're about so is, is the location of it again. For those Potters Park, Potters Park. Uh, in Balmoral, um, which is kind of at the crossroads of Balmoral and Dominion Road, um, and uh, yeah, please do come through on the weekend. And like, look, I don't know why we thought it was a great idea to do a big outdoor busking event experience in the middle of winter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least, it's, at least you're not doing it here, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Bro. That's true. Um, look, it might be wet, it might be cold, but you know, unless the weather is terrible, we're still going to carry on. So you know, the wise thing to do would be come in your gum boots. You know, bring a bring a poncho, um, bring a bolly. You know, have a good time. Um, play in puddles. I don't know. <laughs> do do you? So <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got to remember it rains a lot up in Auckland. They don't tell us that, um, but we know it does. Uh, for 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 those for those uh, of your listeners who are interested, um, you know, jump on Insta and look us up. Um, it uh, handles where the Asians dot at dot nz, um, and uh, literally every day we'll be making new announcements uh, leading into the event. So if you want to learn more about some of the artists that we're going to be showcasing and also some of the events that we're going to be doing, like for example, on a Saturday afternoon we're going to have a we're going to have a dance battle mm-hmm. because we can. Um, and I'm really lucky to be working with Diana Hu of Street Talk, um, which is a fantastic, um, fantastic um, body, which coordinates and works with a lot of our talented, talented dancers in Aotearoa, many of which are Asian, um, uh, to my um, very pleasant surprise. So we're hosting a three-hour-long dance battle on a Saturday. Um, we're going to have um, uh, a live DJ. We're going to have a live MC. Uh, it's going to it's going to go down. Amazing. Sounds incredible. Um, I might have to book a ticket. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah. any of those students that are listening right now, anyone around the country that's heading up to Auckland for the university break, make sure you get along to this uh, Balmoral Park um, Asian Soundscape. You can find out all details on Facebook um, and on Instagram. Look up uh, where the Asian's at, uh, and you'll find everything square. Thank you so much. Hold the line. All good. Um, all good. Hey, Jamie, just before you go, that thing about a ticket, you don't need a ticket because it's an entirely free event. So yeah, I, oh, I mean a ticket to fly to Auckland, mate. I've got to get on the phone to Air New Zealand. Uh, but yeah, hold the line. Um, thank you so much. It's the end of the show. I'd like to, th- to thank Square for joining us this morning. Uh, also- that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.